Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Move Podcast. Talking about stage 15 of the 2023 Tour de France, uh, as it is every day this summer. Uh, today's show brought to you by Ketone IQ. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Also give you an update on how our friend Michael did on the mountain bike ride, which was, was pretty fun. Uh, Alain, what, what, talking about stage 15, what, where did we go? Stage 15, Léger, Les Portes du Soleil, to Saint-Gervais-Mont-Blanc. Léger, Les Portes du Soleil, to Saint-Gervais-Mont-Blanc. That's it. That is it. Um, what a what a fantastic victory by Wild Pools. A guy who's been around. I mean, it depends what you believe. I was I was looking at his stats. He's thirty five years old. He's he's um, uh, he, he's been a pro since. If you you know look at pro cycling stats, been a, a pro. I don't know if that was on a semi pro team since two thousand six. He's had a hell of a career. He won Liège Best on Liège. He was on Sky. Helped them win four tours. What a cool way. And we'll have a cool clip from him later that uh, sort of made our day. Um, but I, in, in the meantime, we're sitting here talking about bike racing and George is actually over there at his iPad watching the Wimbledon final. <laughs> I shut it off. It's an amazing final right now. Uh, two so, great athletes. Yeah. But I do have a question because yep. you look a little tired. Did you sleep okay last night? I slept amazing. Like a baby. You did. <laughs> I mean, it, it, well, it, I, of course it's easy when you don't have any stress in your life. Excuse me, stress. I've been working for you for the last no, 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 thirty years. But my friends at the feed sent me this new magnesium drink called Pillar, and I've been drinking it every night before I go to bed. And you think it's working? Absolutely works. Was it that pineapple coconut drink that that I, I sipped on the other day? It, yeah. it actually tasted pretty good because sometimes anything with magnesium doesn't taste that good. Yeah, it actually tastes great, and it's only a dollar per night. I mean, I'm not as cheap as you, <laughs> but a buck a night. I mean, that that's a damn good deal. Check it out. They're from Australia, and our friends at the feed discovered them, and now they're exclusive retailer of Pillar. So if you want to sleep stress-free like George and like my wife, head on over to thefeed.com slash themove and get 20% off Pillar. Use the code themove. Again, thefeed.com slash themove and use the code themove. Also today brought to you by Speedplay. This is, this, you know, my... I've been riding speed plays since 2012. Now I started riding them uh, once I retired from cycling and went back to doing tries professionally. I was doing all the 70.3s. Um, I thought it was a great aero solution for me. I thought it was great also uh, um, uh, for the transition from bike to run. Uh, and I've been on them ever since. Uh, by the way, also it's uh, the the speed play aero is proven to help you save minutes in a grand fondo distance. Like at the Hincapi Fondo, I will be minutes ahead because I'm riding these pedals. Wait, so is this the official announcement? Oh. You're coming <laughs> to the Hink. Do you guys hear that? We're working on it. Is that it. a commitment? We're working on it. Speedplay also has a range of options for every rider, including with power on the uh, Power Link pedal. Um, uh, like I said, this has been my pedal of choice for 12 years. Uh, special offer for our listeners if you go to wahoofitness.com slash the move. You get 20% off all full price products during the tour. Use the code THEMOVE over at wahoofitness.com slash THEMOVE. And um, that was a partial announcement. Partial, okay. Partial announcement. Not a fully committed announcement. Fitty-fitty. Fitty-fitty. Um, it, 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 well, it was the Battle of the Wouts, right? Uh, you know, Wout pools and Wout Van Aert. I, and George, of course, uh, went on the betting app and did the real time. I mean, hard to bet against Wout Van Aert. I know I talked about him yesterday. 
I still think pound for pound, he's the best bike rider in the world, but he, something's off. It just, I, I mean, I, you, you, a guy like Wout Van Aert. I should, wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And, and you know, honestly, I just don't understand. Am I not understanding race tactics anymore, Spencer? Like, None of us are. If you're in the yellow jersey and you make the breakaway, you don't have to work. Or you have to work very little. It's not your responsibility. Why do you need more than seven, eight minutes before the final climb? Like, just float it. Go to the front and float the wheels. If you are, in fact, going for the stage win, why are you doing more work than everybody else? Is, am, am I off here in this thinking or what? No, I didn't understand that at all. It looked like he was trying to maximize his TSS score or something. Yeah. Like, it was just like, oh, I'm worried I'm going to be out of shape for the time trials. So. Yeah, I actually texted <laughs> Johan. And I'm like, Johan, what is he doing? He said, this guy doesn't appear to ever you know, run, run out of energy. He's always at the front. Yeah. But, but still... You're there. Obviously, Wild Poles was super strong, but give yourself a chance. If you're not feeling great, you don't need to work that much in a breakaway, especially if you have the leader of the race on your team. Yeah, I think it's in his DNA. I mean, we all, whether it's uh, you're competing in any level or you're on your weekly group ride, there's always that guy that he just hammers, right? Well, Wild Van Aert just... Well, and everybody they, in the peloton looks at him yeah. and expects him to pull, yeah. and he will do it. But it was but an amazing win. I was going down the list, or actually Spencer was helping me go down the list. It's been a good tour for four teams, right? Two two stage victories each uh, for Bahrain, Kofidis, UAE, and Ineos. And and another one for ba- Wait, what? Who does ba- Wild Pools ride for? Bahrain. <laughs> Bahrain. <laughs> Bahrain. Um, Bahrain. Uh, and Wild Pools, of course, acknowledged Gino Modern in, in his post-race interview, which was, uh, you know, a very special um and obviously these guys are riding inspired and, and cool to see the old guys. I mean, we talk a lot about the 20 somethings, early twenties, and it's cool to see these old farts still being able to do it. Well, and especially after multiple years working for somebody else yeah. on sky, he was a workhorse and now he just gets this glory. And he's, and he's, he's had, you know, not that many wins, but some big ones stage in the tour de France. Now, uh, Liege best on Liege yep. in 2016. So, I mean, he's had quite the career. He's the second um, veteran of that Sky Train, like the famous Sky Train, to win a t- stage of this tour. I kind of thought those guys were past their their best buy dates, perhaps. But I kind of wonder if just how hard the race has been. Like Johan was telling me, yep. Yumbo's pacing at five point five watts per kilo, like pacing at on the climbs yesterday. Final yeah. climb six watts per kilo. That's before attacks. I think that's helping the older guys who have just so much, so much in their legs over the years. Could not agree more. And harder on younger guys like Pink Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. And not only that, those older guys obviously have more Grand Tour experience. They know when and where they can save energy. And if they are, in fact, just going for stage wins, you know, why why suffer it out for top 20, top 30 in a climb when you can sit back, save some energy, and go for a day like you did today? We got got a little validation also from Wild Pools. We, we were watching his post-race interview and, you know, we, and we've, we've, we've talked about this for years, but I mean, we call people panicookins. We call them panicookins. Of course, we're probably saying that wrong. And clearly by what Wild Pool said in his post-race interview, we are saying it wrong, but you know, we've tried to, you know, we've tried to use, uh, we've tried to help people understand what a panicookin is. It's just, it's just a pack filler, right? It's a kind of a, um, but in his post-race interview and, and, Good, you know, good job, JB. You, you picked it up. But here, here's what he had to say about Wout Van Aert. I started to believe only in the last kilometer. And I mean, I just had to keep fighting because, yeah, in the Netherlands, we say Wout Van Aert is uh, no pannenkoek. <laughs> so I had to go full gas. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Amazing. Well, uh, and there's a lot of things uh, you can call uh, Wout Van Aert. Pannenkoek is not one of them or a pannenkoeken. That was, but that was, look at that. How about that validation? 
I also felt for Wout Pools, like here, here he gets this solo victory yeah, and it right. barely made it on TV yeah. because the, because of the GC battle. It's like he could have, you know, when he gets to post up like that and soak it up and it, it was on TV for a second. It's like somebody in the control room forgot. They, they were so, they were, they were, they had the cameras and, and the control room was so focused on the, the GC guys. I mean, they, they, they flipped back and, it, and I think we caught like a second or two I know. Of, yeah. of wild pulls crossing the finish line. Well, that GC battle, I mean, it's basically, right. you know, stalemate. They're just sitting there watching each other, um, letting guys like Rodriguez claw back in, letting guys like Yates uh, get away. That was really interesting when Pogachar sat up, let him get up the road. I kind of liked that tactic. I agree. Um, and I think we'll probably see more of that because he's clearly not able to drop him right now. Right. And and I, I I'm with you, George. I think that was a good tactic. He he. We sort of wondered if he was how he was, how Pogachar looked today. That's a great tactic. If you if you if your plan is to make an attack on Vingegaard and try to get up to Yates and have some help once you get up there, um, these two teams are just so dominant, right? When that group got down to seven or eight guys, each team had three guys in there. David Godu was hanging on for a second. Rodriguez was still there. What I just still don't understand, and I thought I thought Jumbo rode a pretty smart race before that. Let UAE carry the race. Let them set the tempo. Sit behind them. I, 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 I've been talking about this for a week. It is really important. If you think they're going to attack you and they are behind in the GC, it is their responsibility. And, and, and yet again, we saw Jonas Vingegaard get in front of Tadej Pogacar and just... I mean, just like his head was on a swivel. He just kept looking back, waiting for it, waiting. If you're that concerned, I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again. I sound like a broken record. Just go to the back and look what happened. Now, he was able to cover the move, but it changes the whole dynamic of the attack and certainly makes your effort a lot easier if you're behind him and you're watching him attack. Or or, or if you're behind him, he won't attack. Mm -hmm. If you're that worried and you're looking back that much, just get behind him. But there was a tactical advantage, which having Adam Yates up there. So technically, Jonas couldn't give the guy two minutes. I mean, there was still a couple K to go. If you let the guy get two, three minutes and all of a sudden now he's a threat for the first and second spot as well. So they're using their cards but it, pretty. Uh, it wouldn't have changed anything if he would have just pulled over and got and just moved back behind. Well, Pogacar. I think I think Pogacar I just would have sat up. I don't. I totally no. Pogacar Should we that. pump the brakes on the Yates <laughs> as a threat? Like, did you see how fast they closed that gap? Yeah, like, I know. I, but if you're going to give him time, then all of a sudden he's clawed his way back in. He's certainly a threat for third place now. Um, so it just depends on how much UAE will give him freedom to go for that third place spot. But he's climbing. In third place right now. He's climbing better than anybody except for Pogachar and uh, Vindigo. What do you think? What is Vindigo hearing in his radio? So like, like if Lance was the director, he'd be screaming at him, get, get to the back. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are they telling him that? Or is this just a preference thing? Like they just can't change his mind. He wants to be in front of Pogacar. I don't know. That, I mean, Johan is the, is the greatest director of all time. It'd be a great question for him. If I were the director... And, and, and keep in mind, the directors in the cars are also watching the race. They're, they're getting the, t- the television feed. So they're seeing all this. I just say, hey, just, just go, let him go around you. Get on his wheel. And, and, and you'll either, like I said, you'll either neutralize his attack or you're going to see it as clear as day. It's going to be a lot easier for you. Just, it's, just, it's not that much different. I mean, if he's, he's in front of the guy or behind the guy, he knows he's going to attack. He's ready for the attack. Um, that's why he keeps looking back. If he was behind him, it's the same thing. Pogachar is going to attack. I, my guess is if he sat up and went behind Pogachar, Pogachar would have sat up and George, just when, track when, standard. When we talk about Perry Roubaix, yeah. 
Do I sit here and tell you how the race should be ridden and, and things, little tricks, little little tricks to how you get over the cobbles and how you position yourself for cobbles and all this? Do, do I do that? No. Yes, you have. No. You, actually, you actually called you, you actually called Johan Bernil in 2004 when it was raining and told him to tell me to take my leg warmers off. So you're going to sit there and tell me you don't tell me what to do, but you actually do. No, but I'm saying in the, in the, in the analysis uh, on the episodes of The Move, uh, listen, I've been here. I, I know what I'm doing, despite what some think. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this GC stuff. Okay, so you're with Basso or you're with Ulrich and it's just you two. What are you doing? You're usually riding at tempo or you're not always sitting behind the guy. Here's here. Let me, and I've oh, seen it many times. Okay. It's a great question. And let me, and let me give you the answer. The, and, and let me tell you the difference. Those riders, as great as they were, and as much as I feared them on so many levels, they were different than Pogachar. Pogachar is explosive. Those guys could not make a run at you and start sprinting. Twice as fast as the as whoever is there is and, riding and tempo gap you in a and second. gap you off. Those Pant guys could never do that. Pantani so, could, it, it, <laughs> but <laughs> listen, it, it, he's a different rider. A, yeah. a guy who is that explosive, and clearly Vingegaard's worried about him because he keeps looking back. Take that out of it. Don't let him make a run at you. Stop looking back. That's stressful in and of itself. Should we should we send Vingago a little mirror? He could be the one guy in <laughs> okay. the peloton. That would be something. <laughs> Let me rephrase the question. Okay, oh, so okay. It's you, you and uh, Ulrich, and all of a sudden Ulrich lets Cloden go up the road because it's a similar situation where Cloden was always there fighting for top three. You're just going to sit behind Ulrich and let Cloden get a couple minutes? Absolutely not. Adam Yates is five minutes and 40 seconds behind. So you would have sat up? Absolutely. I'm asking you. Okay. I, I, I would not. And Johan would have let is, you sit up? Absolutely. That is not a concern at all. Okay. Five minutes and 40 Johan, seconds. Johan, can you chime in? Because I'm curious to see what you would say. <laughs> Wait, didn't he chase down Cloden for no reason? Yeah, once? he's, of course. <laughs> uh, five minutes and 40 seconds. And there wasn't that much left in the stage. Even if you let him get out there, that you, you were run, they were running out of road. Right? He's not going to get that much time. So uh, I'm right about this, I, I believe. <laughs> I wonder, like, Yumbo is the ultimate propeller head team. Like these guys, they're like, they're <laughs> says made, you. They're, they're pretty big dorks, maybe even bigger than I am. I kind of wonder if, like, they have, a, we were, JB and I were debating whether to tell you this or not. Like, there's a strategic consultant for Yumbo who's never raced before who, like, maps out their strategy. Really? Yeah. And we thought that might work you up too much. But they, yeah. I, I wonder if they have them in front because, like, if you just mathematically crunch the numbers, like, well, you have a head start. He attacks you, but. You're two meters in front of them, so you can respond easier. Thank you. I, I and, and guys like that, they have eyes in the back of their head. It's not. I'm not. I still don't agree that there's that much of a difference if he's coming from behind. Right. I'm with you, Spencer. I, I don't know if I agree with it, but I think that they maybe have a, something in, internally that says that. I, I think everybody listening to the show is is on my side. I, I can feel like my one of the chakras or something, you know, because I've been doing all this stuff with one of the whatever the chakra is that tells me what everybody else is thinking. They're all on my side. <laughs> um, but well, and how about just the mental game of Jonas just rolling up beside him at the end? Oh, yeah. He just keeps yeah. sending him a message of like, you're not going to drop. me. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a total mental just you know, battle there, even though Pogacar still won the sprint pretty easily. But Jonas wanted to make a point and show him that he's still there and he can still sprint to the finish line. Had some left in the tank. If it was, if, if, okay, well, let's go back to what we've been saying the other days. If it's, I think if this is a round, in my opinion, if this is a round in a boxing match, I think it's a, this one was a draw. Yeah. Do you think Pogacar not being able to gap Jonas for the first time this tour, is that like a momentum swing? or? Just I think so. I think so. I thought, um, 
Because he went full gas. He waited his, his clear intention. Go have, make Adam Yates go hard, sit up, wait, and do like a one kilometer full gas attack to get five, six seconds again. And he didn't even come close. I mean, Jonas was right on that wheel. I feel like today there was a bit of a momentum swing. Uh, he didn't lose any time. He was there, stayed on the wheel. I, I think maybe uh, it was in favor of Jonas today, maybe one point. Okay. Yeah. And right. the fact that... I was a little surprised UA didn't pace this down and try to go for the stage win because mm. you need time at some point. Maybe they have a ton of confidence in the time trial. We'll talk about that later, though. It seemed like this is the moment to win the stage, get a four-second you know, delta, and then crunch the gap, take it in the time Were trial. Were there time bonuses at the finish? Yeah. So I, there was, okay. I'm pretty sure it would be like the only stage in the last like, five years not to have time bonuses. For, well, then probably not. Um, and then... Also, I do wonder what would have happened if Yumbo, like they got taken down by a fan. And like, I think that's why Sepkus was dropped. Yep. I wonder what would have happened if maybe Watt was up there for some sort of other reason than to win the stage and that things got messed up because of the crash. We'll talk about the crashes here in a second. Today's show also brought to you by Roka. Roka has invented a completely new class of eyewear. Glasses optimized for performance. No other eyewear brand can keep up with what these guys and gals are doing. And they just keep making it better and better, whether it's on the performance side, the casual side, or the prescription side. They're unbelievably lightweight. You're going to forget they're even on your face. They they do have the best optics on the market. No other sunglasses compare. They're crystal clear, fog-resistant, scratch-resistant as well. And they never slip. So no matter how bad you're sweating, they'll stay on your face. And they're hand-built in our hometown of Austin, Texas. The Move listeners get 20% off. Just go to Roka. that's R-O-K-A, Roca.com for 20% off and use the code the move. And also today, we should almost have sort of a funeral for our friend Michael over at HVMN. I mean, it was a lot of talk. He took the ketone IQ bath, just like people take ice baths. He came up, he was sitting a little upright on his bike. When I saw the position, saddle was too high and, too. And all the stuff, I said, Ooh, maybe this guy should stick to running. I love the way you like said, hey, why don't we take time and fix your position? You're like, no, let's go. We got to roll. <laughs> I was your, right. your position looks like shit. We got to go. Let's go. That's so the way so we started. start out, we head out of the studio, we go down Valley and we hit cozy line right away. And we're sort of having a little chit chat and yeah, it started easy. And then all of a sudden I was like, all right, let's go, Michael. And I also popped George for the record. Um, but, but, uh, but if I, anybody I, follows us on Strava, please take a look at oh. the cozy, cozy line segment. And I believe I was a second ahead of you, Lance. So you didn't pop me. I know I had a faster time. I, I, I'm going to have to talk to the engineers over at Strava. Cause something's, I was standing on the top of the, of the climb a, a minute ahead of you. I, I was, do, I do know that, but I was trying to be like a night and ride with our title sponsor in, in all that. In all seriousness, he did get, I, I was, I was impressed. I thought, I thought I, I expected far worse. So I, I really did. Um, but just goes to show ketone IQ works. It was cool to also get his insight uh, into the product and, and best uses uh, for ketone IQ yes, on yesterday's show. So if you didn't um, hear it, go back and listen to yesterday's show. And you're curious about ketone IQ. Uh, they did make the first drinkable ketone, I, uh, ketone in 2017. It is their latest innovation on ketones with improved effectiveness, taste and cost. You can save 30% off your first subscription order of Ketone IQ at hvmn.com slash the move. Again, that's hvmn.com slash the move. Gets you 30% off. Last one of the day. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. And by the way, we have an update to this at the end, so stay tuned. I drink it literally every day, as, as does this whole crew. 
Um, it is a single solution that supports my entire body and covers nutritional bases every day. I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, immune system support. I was kind of sick and tired of taking a whole lot of pills and vitamins, and I wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. So with each daily serving, I'm setting myself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients and support all things above. I also like the fact uh, that it's less than three bucks a day. Take control of your health for less than three bucks a day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D. And here's the update. And 10 free AG1 travel packs. I just told you it's a buck a day. Uh, three bucks a day. So that's 30 bucks right there. I can even do that math. 10 times three is 30. Update to that. 10 free AG1 travel packs. Yes, that's 10. Uh, when you purchase, go on over to drinkag1.com slash the move. One more time. That's drinkag1.com slash the move. Check it out. Take control of your health. What time? Johan chimed in and he said he agrees with you, Lance. So on on sitting behind, yes, and letting right away. I I, I I will not be talked out of. I, I th- th- there's no reason. But I, and by the way, Pogachar would let him do it. I really believe that. I don't think Pogachar sits up. I don't think they come to a stop. This is like a true match sprint on the track. Although it kind of looks like that the way they're jockeying for position. I I think Pogachar goes okay. You can have my wheel. I mean, does Pogachar really want to lose his position to his teammate? Probably not. You could, I yeah. think you could call his bluff on that. Tons of crashes today. Right, just gang up on me, everybody. Well, all of a sudden, I mean, to, as we, as we, yeah, <laughs> a spectator caused crash, yeah. which is even well, worse. and 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 I think yeah, that's super unfortunate. That one hard to see uh, by the camera angles that they provided, but crashes later on too. I just think, guys, this tour is catching up to people. People are just. It, when it gets hard and you get fatigued over the course, we've now been two weeks. You know, it's just easy to sort of lose focus and get a little cross-eyed. Starting to see more and more crashes. Yeah, the uh, the Israeli Cycling Academy rider crashed into mm-hmm. a wall. In I guess wall, he was yeah. drinking some water. Um, so Sepkus did not look great, although he was still there at the end, but got dropped. He wasn't able to do his normal work because of the crash. Um, ben Hoydunk apparently had a bad crash yeah. as well. Uh, so it was a tough day out there. You don't want to crash. It's the worst when you crash this far into the Tour de France. You've made it. When Whenever I made it relatively unscathed, I'm sort of knocking on wood every day. Mm-hmm. But on the occasional time when you crash towards the end, it's the worst because it's harder to recover. Your body's tired, fatigued, and those injuries take, take, toll on, take more of a toll than they normally do. Yeah. We've given a lot of love to Sepp Kuss being such a workhorse, unfortunate today. But we haven't really given a lot of love to Adam Yates and how important he's been in this tour. Yeah, and he's yeah. just getting better Amazing. and better. Amazing. Uh, he's going to be a pivotal piece of the puzzle for uh, Pogachar, that's and, for sure. And keeping, I mean, the, the difference between those two is he's, you know, Adam Yates has won a stage. So for him, I mean, this he's is having a hell of a So he's, he's, he started out going, all right, tour success already. Mm-hmm. And now he's just following it up with being the, the you know, you know, true teammate that he is. What if Pogacar loses this by like four seconds? And they're like, oops, maybe we shouldn't have had Adam Wittnitz win well, that stage on stage yeah. one. And that's, we're going to, yeah, this thing is close. Look, I mean, it's crazy between first and second. We have 10 seconds. You got to go down to 521, 540, 638, 960. By the way, Sepp Kuss is in sixth place at 916 back. That just shows you how good these yeah. two guys are. And as I said yesterday, something is going to happen here that we are going to go back and do a postmortem on some of these stages. And, and one of, you know, somebody sitting here will have been right. I don't know who yet, but there were days that you look at it and you go, damn, I don't know if I would have done that. 
Here, I mean, here's what's going to happen in this final week. Like you mentioned, Spencer, is UAE is going to have to start racing like it's a World Cup because they're going to have to start winning these stages and hope that, you know, get those 10-second time bonuses and hope Jonas doesn't get any, any time bonuses. So they're going to have to start controlling this race, I believe, in yeah. order to get that upper edge. Do you know, you know, tomorrow's a rest day, right? I know tomorrow's a rest day. I'm you just saying the final after, week. You know what's after the rest day? The time trial. Okay. Yeah. I, I think we might, I think we're going to be having a different conversation after that. These guys are so I, damn I, close yeah, right I don't now. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 look, I don't know either. Um, and, and I agree that it's, it's very close. I just think Pogachar has the upper hand there. Well, we saw this Euro time trial, um, the one Rimco won and then left the race with COVID. That was like the tightest time trial I've ever seen in my life. Like yeah. first and second, I think was a second. Yeah. And the GC guys were so packed. And the same thing on the final time trial in Friuli, where, you know, 14 second gap at the end. I think we're headed towards yeah. a similar thing. I do kind of, you've planted the seed in my head, George. I'm a little worried about Yates with Yumbo. I don't think, I think that's really going to hurt them. The crash, if Kus can't support Jonas, what if they do what they did like two climbs out, three climbs out? Adam Yates starts to get up the road. That's where I get a little concerned now that you mm. mention it. Look, Seb Kuz is a young rider. He's going to recover quickly. But if it were me, I'd say you got the rest day off and you got the time trial off. Let's forget about top 10. We need you for these mountains. You need to recover from this crash. Like, you know, I hate to say it, but I'd love to see him take two two rest days if he, if he can. Mm. I think that's important. We've mentioned it on previous tours and that maybe our, a lot of our new listeners haven't heard it, but yeah, for those domestiques, like on a time trial, they'll just cruise through it. They don't put down an effort. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you still got to ride it's relatively hard, but you definitely don't have to go 100%. Uh, you can just, a guy like him can go 70, 75%, cruise in, recover, uh, get a nice ride in, and, and you know, be ready to roll the next day. And you can talk to Johan about this on JB Squared, but... What Johan would do back in the day is he would find, we would always have somebody that was way down in GC that was, that was doing a great job for the team, but also could time trial. He would ask them to, to go as hard as they can so that they can see the race at true race speed. You know, he would follow, they'd see all that. In, in a lot of days, I would sit in that team car and follow just how the race unfolds, the curves at speed happen. And then also you're getting, you're, you're having a fast time trial, a setting time marks. So you're using those time marks. That's the uh, first I've ever heard a mention of that riding well, in the car because you're yeah you're going out hours later yeah well like you mentioned mm -hmm. you get you you get the race time checks halfway and and maybe one other but when you have a guy like that like a really good time trial is going full gas then you can get one k time check two k as many time checks as you want from a very fast rider that usually potentially get top five top ten in the time trial yep, as well exactly and then of course Jonas Vingegaard's going to go last by virtue of, of having the old jersey so he's you know, every, well, it just depends how many people they want to have out there on the course. You can rely on the races time checks, but you can put more people out there. Uh, Daddy Pogachar is going to be three minutes ahead of him. So th there's a real advantage to, to knowing how the guy in front of you is doing. Let's not forget last year's final time trial. Jonas essentially sat up with 2K to go and still finished, I think, second place. Yeah, behind his teammate. Behind his teammate. Yeah. Uh, so he was clearly going to win. Um, was flying, ended up taking it easy, giving his teammate the, the win. Uh, hmm. So I, I'm still thinking advantage is lying on Jonas's shoulders. Michael Brandt was grilling me about this last night. The leader's jersey is supplied by the race, right? Yeah. Yep. It's not a team. Are we at all concerned about the skin suit being slow? Well, Pogachar's wearing a, a race yeah, issue yeah, skin suit right, as well right, because he's white. wearing the white jersey. So, um, yeah, hmm. I think they've done a lot to try to, um, uh, make those race provided skin suits as fast as possible. 
but they're, they're, they're both going to be wearing whatever the race has issued them. Okay. Didn't you make your own skin suits when you were in yellow? Nike made them for you. I, I feel like I remember you doing that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he didn't wear the race one a couple of years. He wear this one was the rules. That, the rules clearly were a little different back then. But, well, uh, this time trial, uh, if you look at the side, the, the long profile, it doesn't look that bad. And then if you look at the right. profile of the yeah, last well, climb, look. that kind of changed. Like you look at that, you go, yeah, oh, that's okay. pretty. That's milk toast. Now, now let's zoom in. Um, yeah, hello, hello. This is the climb up to the finish, and this this was, and we talked, Spencer. And I talked about this in the preview show, you know, early in the race, clearly it's, a, it's, it's made for a time trial bike, but boy, you get to the last 5k, you get two and a half K at 9.4%. And then it keeps kicking up. Uh, Johan dug around with all his sources over, over there. And, and it sounds like everybody is going to start and finish on a time trial bike. It's not very long if you, if you, you can take it in, uh, in its totality. So, um, and and what else I will say is is these guys, my sense is they spend a lot of time on their time trial bikes. This isn't like the old days where we're like, all right, we got to ride this thing today. Okay, cool. Dust it off. Like <laughs> no. they train a lot on these bikes. They climb on these bikes. The bikes have gotten a lot lighter, a lot stiffer. The bars are much stiffer. They can, they can, you know, it sounds like they're going to stick with the TT bike. And with a rest day, they get to spend some time on that bike the day before. Yeah. You don't always get that advantage. The, the ones that, that it matters for. I mean, I think if you're you know, just in a hundred place, you'd be chilling on your road bike for sure. Yeah. I mean, yo, if Johan says it, it's probably true, but I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know. I think we might see some. I wonder if there's. I know. Looking back at that profile, yeah, I mm. think uh, they're, they're certainly riding time trial bikes tomorrow. Probably riding the course if they can, as many times as possible. Even riding it in the morning, like you would do. Mm. Um, so they'll be. I'm sure there'll be spies along the road. Well, this is a good show to have Spencer on because you've probably analyzed every time trial these two have ever done. So, and I know you guys will go deeper on outcomes. Johan says the TT bikes are still eight eight kilograms, so about a kilogram heavier than their road bikes, which is a big deal. But that, but but making the change, it it depends who's you know. We've seen all kinds of versions of a bike change, but it takes time, and if you mess it up, it takes a lot of time. Like Darren Thomas at the Giro. Yeah, we yeah. don't change your helmet, anybody. I don't know if that was a good idea, but I, I'm a big proponent of just staying on your TT bike. Uh, when the fate with this fad came in of changing, I, did, I was like, I'm not convinced. But you know, Dumoulin would stay on his TT bike for anything. Like if they're going up the Stelvio, Dumoulin's doing that. Um, I think I'm right. I hope I'm right on this, but I think the last time trial of the 2020 Tour de France, Dumoulin rode the final climb on his TT bike and was incredibly slow. <laughs> um, like really cost him a chance at the stage win. I don't have my computer in front of me. Please don't at me if I'm wrong about this. <laughs> but I think that freaked a lot of teams and riders out. And now you see they always err on the side of changing bikes. Even if, as, as you say, Lance, it, is, it can be a slow change if you screw that up. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but just I want to, it sounds to me like both of you guys are picking Vingegaard for the time trial. Am I hearing that? Correct. Yep. Well, I would say whoever wins this time trial wins the tour. I, I think it, it's going to come down to this. And if you're going to press me on it, I, I probably would say advantage Vinegard. Okay. Yes. I, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go the other direction on that one. Mm. How much did he beat Pogacar by last year? It was a healthy margin. It was a healthy margin. Yeah. And like I said, he sat up the last 2K. I think he essentially took it easy. It was slightly closer in 2021. Yeah. He beat Pogacar, who 
had the lead wrapped up. So maybe he wasn't going all out, but does that sound like Tade Pogacar? I don't think so. So they the team, the team Yumbo right now is riding like they have the utmost confidence that he's going to beat him in this time trial. Yeah. It seems that way. That's why they do the race. So we can find out. We could, Stay we tuned. Could, it's going to be good. Here, we could sit here for a few more hours. Has it ever? And, 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 you know, the propeller head out on this. That's why they actually do the race. And, and that's the, why we, and, and the winners and all of that are us. And, yeah. and everybody listening to this and watching this show and watching the race. Like, it, it, listen, who knows? Tuesday is going to be, Tuesday going to be a battle. But yeah. for all you listeners, all of our viewers, you know, we got a big battle tomorrow, Independence Pass, apparently, mm. 8 a.m. So stay tuned for the I'm starting at 730, but... <laughs> I'm going to have to postpone my trip home. Yeah, I know there's on, a that's, race that's, at the pass. That's, that's right. But has it ever bit Yumbo in the butt being overconfident going to a final time trial on the tour? I don't think so. I think they got this wrapped up. <laughs> okay. Oof. Um, we do have uh, a photo sent. This is not Joan Tully. This is a listener who sent it to me on Instagram. Brendan Kennedy sent this in. <laughs> oh my god oh wow that is okay uh, now listen funny. joe i first a message for jonah Tully. you've inspired this uh, this whole thing right other people but i don't know who did this one but i, it's, I his, his name's brendan he said brendan. he did it with a, he had ai do it i can't look at this really? very long <laughs> yeah it is short for those listening not watching as george on a massage table says no petting don't you know who i am oh boy <laughs> Did you tell this on the podcast? Yeah, the, he did. Oh, yes, I he didn't. Did. Tell, I didn't. I think you, uh, Lance brought it up, but yeah. No, you said you're that you're a massage connoisseur. I didn't say that. I said it the night before in in in, uh, in, in private in confidence. <laughs> but there's nothing with the, for the for these three weeks. Nothing is in private. I see that now. I have to be very careful. Huh? Be very careful. So huh? don't start thinking about other things I've said huh? in the evenings. Huh? Let's go to the questions, JB. Did you find that? Cr- did you find that cream for head of HR? <laughs> I did find the green. <laughs> All right, Ventum trivia. All right, uh, uh, Ventum has offered up a brand new NS one. Everybody who sends in the correct answers, you go into a daily drawing, and then we're going to be drawing on the final day for that bike. How cool is that? Yesterday's question, just for fun, who was the oldest participant of the tour, and what year did he compete? Hmm. That answer was Henry Perret, who did the tour at age fifty. <laughs> In 1904. <laughs> so George. George. And, still- and, and got 11th. And uh, got 11th. Uh, there were 11 <laughs> finishers, too. I know. Right? <laughs> George, there's hope. There's hope. Come back. Absolutely. Uh-huh. He's 5-0 we'll right now. We'll see you tomorrow. Right? Uh, today's question is, who holds the longest time, time span between tour wins? Mm. That's a good one. That is a good one. Look it up. Send it in. Email it to trivia at VentumRacing.com. All right. Good luck. Couple questions, real quick. I think we kind of touched on this, but how important is it to have the yellow jersey after the stage to get into the uh, individual time trial on Tuesday as the last rider and to know how your rival yeah. is doing? We, yeah, That's it, from Sasha in yeah. Germany. We talked about it. it's very important. I, yeah. I, I I think it's important, and in and, and I, you know, I, I've been in in uh, well, maybe I haven't been in the other position, but it, it's uh, I can imagine what it was like in the other position. It's it's just. And to y'all's point, I mean, this could be, this is the kind of thing that's so good for the guy in yellow jersey, so good for Vingegaard, could help him. But I would not want to start three minutes ahead of my biggest rival. And he's got, and he's got, well, Bernard, who can potentially win the time trial as well. So he'll have all of those time splits yeah. uh, throughout the day. Do you guys think, is it, so it doesn't, there's not a reverse effect where you go through the first time check, you're slow compared, 
Like, can it work against you getting the time checks of your rival, of being last? Well, if if you're slow, then yeah, it's gonna yes. work against you. It, it, it can. He'll he'll yeah. have time checks from Vlad Van Art. I'm I'm guessing every couple k. Yeah. So he'll have several before the the actual race time check. In 2003, when it was so close with Jan and I, we had somebody just after the start, and yeah. I want to say, I mean, either a kilometer or two. I think it was even Johan will know this, so you can ask later, but. I think it was a kilometer. He put six seconds on me in the first kilometer. And Johan, and I think Johan said, if I remember correctly, he did not say, hey, you're six seconds down already. He, he, he sugarcoated it, still said that, hey, you're, you, you basically said you're losing a lot of time. Pick it up. But, yeah, that is, that's a real blow. But, but you can also use that. I mean, Tadej Pogacar can use that if, and, and still keep some in reserve and still get over that final climb. Yeah, if you want to get out there and, and put the guy under stress, you can do that. He the, he knows for sure that Vingegaard's getting real time, real time checks. Yeah, yeah. Lance and George, since you couldn't decide the best technological advancement uh, that has been in cycling, I was wondering if there's some technology in cycling that you may have resisted at first, but now you can't live without road or mountain. Mm. Uh, that's from Matt in Denver. That's a good question. What do you have now? You're like, ah, how do we do with? You know what I resisted for a long time, and of course now we're starting to see it in in uh, on the road and at, at, at on the pro tour level. We saw it at the Giro. We saw it here at the Tour. I resisted the one by. I was like, why would I? I was worried about uh, the the gaps or the, and the spacing between gears in the back with the one by. I felt like I had more choices with the two by. I resisted it for a long time, and then when I finally was switched over, I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. This works all right. <laughs> I, I didn't other, notice the spacing. I, on the other hand, am very open to new technologies. Mm. I embrace it all. And I'll point out another thing that you fought for a long time, a couple of years, was the dropper post on the mountain bike. My you always made fun of me about using one now. Yeah. He's Mr. Dropper all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Did I, you, you were resistant to go full suspension for quite a while, right? On the... Uh, yeah, but then they got, I mean, these full suspension bikes now, are, they're so racy. Yeah. I mean, they're racing World Cups on these things and... No problem. But it's funny that we're, the two things we talked about were really mountain bike related. Shows you how much, like if we have a choice, um, we spend a lot of time on the mountain bike. Yeah. What about wide tires? Like if you guys are racing now, what, what with tires would you be riding? I would ride minimum 28. Yeah, uh, whatever. the way they roll, even 30s. And I actually ride 30s now, um, and I feel like they roll really, really well. Whatever the propeller had say, I would ride. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> no, they're racing on Pedersen, most guys do 28. Pedersen is 32s oh, on his wow. trek, which sounds way too slow, but yeah. when, you know, once you ride them, they, they do feel pretty good. They do. Yeah. Well, if you have a question for the sh- future show, we're going to, you know, rest day tomorrow. We'll be back on Tuesday with the time trial, but send that question in to the move at we do.team. Spencer, good to have you in person yeah, for thanks, a couple of days. Thanks for having me. And outcomes. I want to hear you guys really break down this time trial. Who else might show up? I mean, are, are one of these two GC guys going to win the time trial or who else might I will surprise us? say the data says the GC guys will contest it. You rarely get, in the modern era, you rarely get a time trial specialist winning. Like, mm. But having said yeah, that, well, Wout Van Aert yeah. won it last year. You could say that's a tainted sample yeah, because yeah. they set it up where his teammate gifted it to him. Well, Wout needs a win. He's been working it. Hard. It's yeah. It, that's that would probably be the wild card I would select because he's yeah. like the one guy in the peloton that can say, you know, I, I need a win. I'm just going to win today. I'm going to win this time trial. <laughs> yeah. I think that sounds like a good idea. Mm. All right. Yeah. We shall see. Thanks for tuning in. And again, day off tomorrow. 
Rest day for everybody, except for George and I, because we're going up the pass. But uh, we'll be back on Tuesday uh, for said time trial. So thanks for tuning in. See you Tuesday.